Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. You know, I'm excited for our conversation today. We're going to be talking about small comforts. We sort of came up with this on the fly over text. Um, and I think it really spoke to me because I feel like leaning into the small things is survival right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just... Well, it was it was when we were texting and you were like, you know, this would be a really great thing to talk about on the podcast. I, you know, I just I love that you brought this up as an idea because, you know, we talk about baby steps all the time. We talk about small things. But I think right now in this particular moment in all of our lives, small has taken on a new it's taken on a new meaning. And and actually, it sort of brings to mind something that we wrote about all those years ago when we wrote Minimalist Parenting. and. In the money chapter, we were just talking about, you know, a way to think about spending your money. And we talked about the difference between wants, needs, and loves. Mm. And I I often recall that conversation. So I, just to catch everybody up, I mean, I think it's at this point we all understand the difference between wants versus needs. But the stuff we love is sort of in its own special category. And it's not always easy to define it or even admit it. But it's really central to the idea of editing your life because what you love, the little things that you love and that give you joy or comfort or whatever, it's, it's, these things are personal and embracing them really requires knowing that about your, you know, knowing yourself and, and sort of accepting yourself. So I feel like that's what we're going to be sort of talking around a little bit in this episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and it's, yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting because just yesterday, um, I'll try to link the post up. No, I can link the post up. <laughs> it was on Instagram. But, you know, our friend Liz Gumbiner of Cool Mom Picks and the Spawned podcast, um, she was writing in her feed about kind of like self-care and go-tos and things. I actually was just on their podcast talking about self-care and my sort of reframing to protective and restorative care. And one of her commenters said something about, was really lamenting that, you know, the self-care go-tos, those comforts, um, just a lot of the typical ones, I, I believe this person was referring to theater, you know, the arts, 
just aren't possible right now. And Liz made a comment that really kind of sort of jangled something in my head. And she said something about how, you know, she understands advice like take a walk and then that'll feel good and she'll do it. But then an hour later, she'll be like, okay, now what? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I commented that, um, you know, I think we need what I guess I, I actually this is what I wrote. I said, we need what I guess I will call an arsenal of mundane positive touch point options to get us through the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like now more than ever, because things are so hard, <laughs> so persistently, um, that it's really, really important for us to identify these little small comforts, um, you know, so we can go to them when we need them through the day. Because I feel like our emotions are just all over the place all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, it's funny, as you were talking um Somehow this visual metaphor popped into my mind of, of, you know, like a lens that you focus and, you know, different things come into focus as you look through it. And I find that, you know, as the big, big things like theater or some of the big things that we go to to take care of ourselves, you know, I'm sure there are some that are more, you know, sort of every day. If those are unavailable, it's like we have to tighten the focus on that lens and get smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And, 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 now, you know, I, I will, I am not using the term silver lining in this podcast. <laughs> what I will say though, is that, that learning to perceive those tinier, tinier bits of comfort is actually an amazing thing to carry through your life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like, you know, as we are talking about this, as I was getting ready for this podcast, it was such a good exercise for me to walk through just my day, my thoughts, my house and think about, you know, what what really does make me happy about what's going on around here? Or like, what are the little comforts? So, you know, there is something there that is valuable and that we will take with us, you know, long after this is behind us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's also, you know, it's sort of, that leads me to think something else, which is, uh, you know, here we are, we, you know, our podcast is edit your life. It's about, you know, editing out the unnecessary. And I think the word unnecessary is really, telling because there's so much like decluttering porn out there. There's sort of, you know, the evangelism of minimalism. Right. And, uh, you know, all these decluttering truisms have taken root. Like, uh, for example, if you haven't used it in a year, get rid of it or whatever. Okay, fine. I, I get it. It is a good thing to declutter and not have your space filled with, you know, literal junk or clutter. But The fact is we're spending more time than ever in our homes and we're missing people. We're missing experiences. Sometimes we stumble onto some old thing or something that may not be useful in the way that it used to be, but it's useful to us now in what it, you know, helps us experience in terms of memories or making associations. You know, it is something to note that your experience with an item changes as you change. And Mm -hmm. so I think that truisms like that can be useful, but only to a certain point. And, um, you know, we have relationships with our stuff and I feel like those connections feel extra precious right now. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, weirdly, I'm going to bring up an underwear example and I apparently seem to be talking about underwear a lot lately, but, (laughs) but, but actually this is a different underwear commentary, but your, your, um, comment here reminds me that so recently in Boston, it was like, real feel negative 17. It was 
pretty darn cold here. Cold here. Negative 17 Real degrees. Yeah. So like with the wind, oh, you know, so maybe geez. on the actual thermometer it would read seven degrees, but with the wind, it was okay. like negative 17. And so um, I actually had recently sort of cleaned up my closet. I'm definitely a big fan of like getting rid of stuff that really no longer fits you. But I discovered as I was digging around in this particular little bin of things, um, some ba- a base layer that, you know, John had got me. And then this top and bottom, I mean, honestly, a little ridiculous looking when I put it on, but silk long underwear set. It's white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mother-in-law bought it for me like 20 years ago when we lived in Canada. And it was really, really cold. And I just was so grateful that I held on to these <laughs> old long underwear. <laughs> and um, and it was it was nice because it was like, as you said, it was like a touch point with a memory, you know, a per- the person who gave it to me, other times when I've been really cold and rescued by this little thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really, it really is important to remember that, you know, not all, as you say, not all decluttering truisms are are reality and fact mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, you know. Like we as human beings and our stuff, you know, there's there's more nuance there. And I think that's good. Okay, let me can I just say one thing about silk long underwear? Yeah, I used to have silk long underwear. I no longer do. But I remember I remember those days well. And I am such a long underwear fan. And I live on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest where it never gets to real feel negative 17 degrees, which is that's not habitable for human life, Christine. I understand. <laughs> I go out very briefly. I only get, went out to take my dog out and I, I was grumbling under my breath, you know? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm kidding because the fact is that, you know, during normal times, my kid goes to college in Minnesota, so he knows all about it. But um, long underwear is the greatest thing in the world. So sometime we'll have, let us have an extended underwear conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the in the in the meantime, I think our point has been made. <laughs> and uh, you know, so so basically in the rest of this episode, we're just going to talk a little more about some of the small comforts that are really bringing us joy right now, bringing us comfort or, you know, helping us feel more grounded. And um you know, like to Liz's point, like what now? I'm hoping these little stories will help s- spark some recognition in you as you Think about your own, you know, day to day life, which, you know, looks remarkably the same (laughs) oftentimes right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, hopefully this will add a little bit of variety and um, you might even find some things that you've forgotten about. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear about your small comforts, Asha, and we will get to that after a quick break. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. 
You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, friends, we are back and we're going to talk about small comforts. I'm going to start with one of my favorites. Um, Anybody who is connected to me online, I guess, will know that. I love reading. Actually, anybody who listens to this podcast and has heard one of our back episodes on entertainment faves, um, I love reading so much. And I was going to say it's a small comfort, but it's actually probably a big comfort too, um, has been my library book stack. Uh, I am a huge fan of paper books. I did during like library shutdown time early on in the pandemic, I did finally kind of cave and start reading eBooks because I was very desperate. But there's something about paper books. And um, so I'm a big fan of the library hold system, which means that, you know, you can request books. You never know when they're going to come. And so occasionally it's like Christmas and you get like a notification that like six of your books have come in all at once. So I always have a running stack of books at my bedside. Um, and it has one of the great joys of this is that Violet also is a voracious reader. And so we cuddle up on the couch each evening for quiet reading time. And it's just the best. Mm. QRT. <laughs> quiet reading time. I love quiet reading time so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that uh, I also live in a county that has an unbelievable library system with an unbelievable hold system. And I have been a you know patron of the library hold system for years and it's the best. It is absolutely the best. And um, I'm so glad you mentioned your library book stack. I also usually have a library book stack and I have actually made a very mindful turn toward reading because I found myself quite distracted this last little while. And I've been um, spending time every day reading and just it it feels like returning to friends, you know, uh-huh. my my big stack of books. And so I actually it's funny. I posted something about that on Instagram, which that. I'll yeah. link up. And um, I think it's so wonderful. And I'll just say one other thing about library books, and that is I am reading the book titled The Library Book by Susan <laughs> Orlean right now. Oh, yes, It is mm-hmm. such an amazing book. And I've only just started it, but already I'm just sort of enraptured with this book. But one of the things she talks about in there is this notion of, you know, when you're a kid and you go to the library, if you're a bookish kid, and I love to read when I was a kid, you walk into this big place with all these books and you get to wander around and it's like free books. 
And it's really true when all your when all your holds come in, it's just the most amazing feeling of abundance, like all this stuff and all this time like you. It's not just the information. It's the hours of pleasure sitting in front of you that has have just come in from the library. It's so exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, Libraries. Okay, Simple pleasures. Indeed. Okay, so my first small comfort. Uh, not surprisingly, starts in my garden. And I'm going to say my pruning tools, like huh? for pruning bushes and pruning plants, like clippers and loppers, you know, the big ones. So um, not surprisingly, this is connected to my dad. So as many of you know, because I've talked about my dad quite a bit on this podcast, he was a gardener and he, um, you know, put me to work as a kid in the garden all the time, doing all the most boring work. And there was a lot of pruning. And let me tell you, when I was a kid, I didn't like it. Now I love pruning. It is sort of how some people love ironing or vacuuming. It's like, you know, a way to restore order. When I go out and I prune, it just gets me super close to my, um, my plants. And not only that, my tools my dad taught me how to take care of my tools. And so he was always saying, don't just leave them around. You have to oil them. You have to this. <laughs> and so I, it, it's so, it's so like basic, but I feel like these tools, I take them out every year. They are just with me all the time. I, I feel happy every time I pick them up. So my pruning tools, you know, like when life is hard, I go grab my loppers and I go chop something down. And every time I feel better. That's a big deal to find the things that like you feel happy every time you pick them up. That's huge. Yeah, it is huge. And actually, I feel like there's a little lesson here. And that is that having good tools, whether it's gardening tools or kitchen tools or, 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 you know, I don't know what a good hairbrush or whatever, any sort of tool that you use to do something else. It doesn't necessarily mean the most expensive thing, Mm -hmm. but buying quality tools is like, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, you Mm -hmm. know, because they just last forever. Mm -hmm. So great. I know. I feel that way about, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but you're just reminding me when you say not the most expensive things, that one mm-hmm. of my favorite things that kitchen tools is my little wooden old school, like juicer, like to take mm-hmm. the juice out of lemons. It costs like probably mm-hmm. like $4. It's like white, one of those wooden ones. And it's the best thing. And it just makes lemon me Lemon so reamer. Citrus reamer. Citrus reamer. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best thing, not expensive. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, speaking of practical, I wanted to um, give a shout out to like, I'm so, I don't know, around Christmas time, I'm so practical. And I know my, and in general, like, I don't know, I think I'm a little bit of a frustrating person to shop for, but I will say, (laughs) um, actually one of these things I asked for and the others I didn't, but I've had some mostly practical Christmas gifts that have just kept on giving. Notably, um, I've talked before about how the, how I'm always cold, like always, and I just have low core temperature. John got me a couple pairs of like really great wool socks, and I'm not kidding. They are the only things I've put on my feet since Christmas. I just keep rotating them back and forth and laundering them. <laughs> I Don't only, even get me started on wool socks. I've only worn these wool socks. It's crazy. Um, I also asked for wasabi peas. I actually wa- asked for them for my birthday in October and didn't get them, so I asked for them again for Christmas, and John got me a <laughs> massive bag. <laughs> And they, because <laughs> I, I used to get them at my local market and then they stopped carrying them and I was so sad and I couldn't find them. And so he got me a giant bag. It's almost gone. I might put a small request for another one. Valentine's and, Day wasabi peas. Uh, Valentine's Day wasabi peas. There you go. And then um, 
also something that John got me that I actually posted on Instagram about, but um, was just like a little inexpensive Sudoku book, but one with like a pretty cover. And it has been getting used like every day in our house by me and mm. other people. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So just like little small things to kind of uh, are, have just been wonderful. I will say though, that uh, I bought Vi a tortilla blanket, like a blanket that looks like a, a burrito tortilla. Um, and that's been a pretty non-practical, magical, small comfort runner-up. <laughs> non-practical? That seems very practical to me. No, I guess it me. is practical. Yeah, we 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 cuddle often cuddle up under it during QRT. So it's. I was it's, just gonna say that is a that is a key accessory to QRT. It's fabulous. Yeah. Hmm. Very nice. <laughs> Let me just say, wool socks. One year. Okay, I don't celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah. One year for Hanukkah, my mom said, "What do you want for Hanukkah?" And I said wool socks. She looked at me. I said, no, really wool socks. My wool socks have holes. And she got me five pairs of wool <gasps> socks, most that's, of which I still wear. That's not, that's like pairs. a big deal. Yeah. Yes, it is a big deal. And she just looked at me with this look on her face like, okay, whatever, because she lives in California. Ah. And she's like, I, I don't get it about the wool socks. I was like, okay, if you ever move to Portland, mom, you'll get it. You'll get it. Yes. So I understand. I just want to say, okay. So my next small comfort <clears throat> is my very favorite coffee mug, which, by the way, is sitting right here next to my microphone as we podcast. Does is it, it your thank you, know you Obama? Uh, it's not mug? my it's not my thanks, Obama coffee mug. <laughs> it is a coffee mug that, <clears throat> excuse me, my father in law just bought for me. And there are many reasons I love this coffee mug. First of all, my father-in-law is also a coffee fanatic and he understands the pleasures of a favorite mug. He also has a favorite mug. So we have discussed this at length. Second of all, it is shaped perfectly for my hands. You know how it is? Like you have to have the right shape and it's just the right thickness. So that's the other thing that I have a thing about. Like it can't be too thick. Perfect handle. It's a nice color. And it was handmade by a Portland artist. So I got to buy it from the guy who made it. Yeah. So. I literally every morning I wake up and I have my coffee. We set it up ahead of time. My coffee mug is sitting there next to the coffee maker, just waiting. And every morning I think to myself, gosh, I love coffee. Boy, I love this mug. It just gives me pleasure every morning. I actually text my father-in-law about it most weeks. Like, hey, I love this mug. Have you posted a picture? You should post a picture of this mug. We need to see it. I'll post I'll post a picture of the mug. Maybe I'll post a picture of my messy desk and my microphone and my mug. You can you can see the whole my effect. scene right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have um, a few more things we're going to discuss on small comforts, and we'll do that after a quick break. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. 
I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are back and we're talking about small comforts that are making us happy right now. I'm going to kick this one off with my super soft, fuzzy jacket. (laughs) Um, I feel like right now, small comforts are many of them take the form of physically, like physically comforting things. And that includes things that are soft, things that are warm, sort Uh of like stuffed, not stuffed animals, literally, but like the adult version of stuffed animals, Uh you know, kind of like wool socks. So mine is my super soft fuzzy jacket and um, it's this, you know, like soft. It's not that I mean, it was inexpensive. I got it from Uniqlo. Mm -hmm. It's the softest thing. And as opposed to like a robe or something like that, it's what I wear at home. So it's just my thing that I wear at home because we keep the thermostat low. And um, I love this jacket and I love it so much that. I got one for each person in my family for Hanukkah this year. And it was, they go on sale, you know, I don't know if it goes on sale once a year or more than that, but they were really inexpensive, less than 20 bucks each. And I got one for each of my family. Now everyone wears a soft fuzzy jacket in the house. Wait, are, are they all the same? Do you, can you guys like match and be coordinated? They're different colors. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want a coordinated color photo. Just for myself. Just just for me. Okay, okay. Maybe I might text you on although <laughs> rounding my family up and making that happen would be like a like a complete miracle. Yeah. That's Herculean. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Asha, are you prepared for something a little woo woo? I know this is not usually your jam, but Are you kidding me? I got it. Of course go I'm there. prepared. Okay. So I mean, this might feel a little bigger than a small comfort, but it, it is a small comfort. And I'm gonna say my crystal my new crystal collection. <laughs> and um, tell just, us more. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote about this, but I'm going to just give the quick backstory here because I can't expect everyone to go read about this. And the story is just so loving and forever will conjure visions of the person who helped me with this. So um, a few weeks ago, um, my teenager, Laurel, asked about crystals. And I was like, I, I think I need crystals too. <laughs> And it turns out that my friend Brady Hahn, who is also a colleague at Women Online, um, she apparently is like a crystal expert. Like she has her she shed, like her office is entirely Mm -hmm. filled with crystals. It turns out Mm -hmm. her husband used to be in the business of crystals and they just have crystals, like excess crystals everywhere. And so I was like, could I could I buy some off of you? Like, I'd rather get them from somebody I know. And, you know, if it helps her with decluttering, great (laughs) versus just sort of randomly getting them off the internet. And she was just so incredibly loving. She put together this beautiful PowerPoint deck 
to show me what she had and what she recommended for the various things that ail me and us. And then um, sent the most beautiful, like I told her how much I wanted to spend, Venmoed her. She sent the most beautiful package. I will link that photo up because it's amazing. And included um, some extras for the girls. And I actually have my, I'm holding them now. I actually have the crystals on my desk and I rotate holding them. I have five on my desk. And just sort of absorbing their energy, like when I'm on calls or whatever, and they just make me really happy. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. Well, also, so uh, generous of your friend, you know? Incredible. Generous in yeah. terms of time and um, knowledge and all of that stuff and care, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's lovely. I Okay, I, I do feel the defensive need to explain something. <laughs> and that is, you said, Asha... I know this is a little woo-woo. I know this isn't your thing. Sorry. So let me just, no, 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 that's okay. No, no, no. Not defensive in a bad way, but I just want to, I just want to explain myself because while I may or may not have, uh, you know, like any beliefs around crystals, I think, or anything else for that matter, you know, objects or, you know, I, I don't know. People have all sorts of things that, that give them, um, you know, a sense of feeling rooted and a, a sense of feeling connected. And so, you know, while my belief systems are mine, I, I don't I think it's I think this is actually really wonderful. And I feel like um, it's sort of in I, I don't know, sort of in the same way that we were saying that, um, you know, some of us get pleasure out of one small comfort where another person doesn't. It's the same thing about this. I feel like there's now this wonderful object or collection of objects that's beautiful that you have that gives you a sense of connection, mm-hmm. not just with your friend, but with yourself. And I think that's amazing, no matter what I believe about the details. So, yes, I just want to say that I support this crystal fully and I think it's beautiful and I love it. I, well, thank you. And sorry if that. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. But I <laughs> yeah. and actually this is reminding me I wanted to share one tiny other follow up to this is that when I posted about the crystals on Instagram, uh, somebody who follows me who lives in Canada was like, oh, I need to find somewhere close to me and or closer to me, you know, to order some crystals. And I remembered, I couldn't believe I remember the name of this place, but you know, 20 years ago, I lived in Kingston, Ontario while I was working on my PhD. And right around the corner from me, there was a place called Very Sherry. (laughs) And it was full of- I already love it. Yeah. It was full of all sorts of like magical crystals, stuff I didn't understand. It was Mm -hmm. like total hippie store. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and it still exists. So Mm. I I, uh, commented back and said, if you're in striking distance of Kingston, here's a place to go get some gems. Mm-hmm. And this person said, oh, wow, that's not close at all, but I can, I, I'm going to order by mail. So mm. like a connection that helps support a local business, this mm. like local magical store that has still been in business all this time. I just love mm-hmm. it so much. Like, how great is that? I, that is, that's so great, you know, and it's so, it's just like, you know, reaching back into your own history. I'll just say two quick things about that. Number one. I went to school at UC Berkeley. Okay. So I, I know all about like shops like that (laughs) and I just love them, even though again, like it's not my, you know, it's, it's not really my world, but I love going to shops like that just because, um, it's just interesting, you know, it's just so interesting. And, and we have a, we have sort of a magical crystal shop, um, not far from me, actually, it's probably walking distance from my house. And mm. I, um, you know, I'm not shopping indoors right now, so I'm not really browsing in shops, but I do do a lot of window shopping and mm-hmm. I 
It never fails. Every time I walk by that store, I just stand by the window for a while and I peer in there and I look at like the geodes and, you know, the card decks and the, you know, the art. And it's really neat. And then one last thing. We also have like a geology oriented store in um, not too far from me. And it's called Ed's House of Gems. Oh, my (laughs) How direct. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Like, who is Ed? That's my big question. It's amazing. Yeah, it's been, it's been it here up. ever since I, I moved to Portland. I moved to Portland 20 years ago. Incredible. Ah, uh, what a great story. I really, I hope I get to hold those crystals someday, Christine. Oh my gosh, you will. You will. Okay. All right. So um, I have sort of also maybe a surprising small thing to share. And that is, mine is like techie. And that is, I have a pair of AirPods, which are those white apple uh, you know, earbuds that stick in your ear and look funny. It looks like you have two white sticks sticking out of your ears. But AirPods. no cord, which is nice. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have, I have like, okay, in a friendly way, but I have ridiculed everyone who's worn those pretty much ever <laughs> since they came out. Uh, okay, I'm just, I'm just admitting this here. Hey, like, because it's hum- just humbling. like, well, because it's like, okay, really, why, why do you need those? You know, why? Like AirPod, I, I mean, Earbuds can be inexpensive and what's the big deal? And I get Bluetooth. That's cool. But uh. anyway, I have inherited a pair of AirPods because um, somebody in my family thought they were broken and got a new pair, but I didn't believe they were broken. And so I took the broken ones. Sure enough, they're not broken. There <laughs> so you go. I have AirPods and I've been using them. And let me tell you, it has actually been it's like completely changed the way that I use my phone. And believe it or not, unlike many tech things which distract me or make me feel a little disconnected from what's going on around me, my AirPods have made me feel more connected. And it's been really interesting. So I find that um, when I walk, so when I, I take a walk every day, I walk my dog, but I also, if I'm not walking my dog, I usually try to take another walk. So I love walking. And all of my best ideas happen while I'm walking. Always. And uh-huh. so with my AirPods in, my phone is zipped up in my coat pocket. But with my AirPods in, I can use Siri, you know, the voice assistant uh-huh. Uh-huh. to like take notes for me. So I can say, hey, Siri, take a note or something. That's fabulous. And I draft all sorts of ideas. I draft all sorts of lists. I draft all sorts of blog posts, things like that, just because I have my AirPods in. So literally I'm walking around, you know, like talking to myself, but it is so amazing. I mean, it's actually a really wonderful experience. And so um, I don't know. That's just become one of my really amazing small comforts that I did not expect. I love it. That's great. I just think it's I just think it's worth mentioning because I think sometimes little, you know, tech tweaks can actually change things a lot. And given what Given that so many of us are interacting with tech so much right now mm-hmm. while we're staying at home and working at home, mm-hmm. it's just worth it's just worth thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well, my last uh, small comfort, it involves another wonderful human being and some generosity. And I will tell a very quick story about my friend Casey Brown, who is one of my favorite people in the Boston area. <laughs> Wait, do you know Casey in person? No. Oh my gosh, I cannot. You've only that. talked about Casey for years. Casey's and I incredible. Think, I think you might have 
Casey might have been on the podcast. Yes, Casey was on the podcast talking about gender identity. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Casey and I were joking online on Instagram. Actually, we had hijacked Amy Mascot's feed (laughs) about newspapers. (laughs) And I made some joke about, um, you know, how really like since becoming a parent, we've had an, an actual newspaper in the house maybe two to three times. Like it really is a rare occurrence. And I made some joke about how funny it was, how I wish I'd caught on video the first time they were trying to fold it back together. It was like (laughs) very (laughs) awkward. Anyway, two seconds, like literally seconds after we're exchanging this comment thread, I get an email saying, thank you for your subscription to the Boston Globe. (laughs) So I I texted Casey and said, did you just subscribe me to the to the Boston Globe? And they said, absolutely. (laughs) And so. So the a few days later, I start getting this daily subscription to this, you know, newspaper that has been obviously at the center of my life in some way. And actually, I have a long history. I used to be a Boston Globe delivery girl as a teenager. I, you know, had to assemble the Sunday paper every Sunday of my childhood. It's like a really large paper that needs to be collated in sections. And so but this was the first time I had ever had an actual su- subscription and it felt like so adult. But it has been the most joyful touch point. And I know how you feel about real newspapers too. Like you, Mm. you really see how the news is actually prioritized based on the layout, but like every, everybody is finding a little touch point of joy with this paper every day, whether it's Sudoku reading headlines, Vi's collecting the comic section. I mean, it's just been magical. So yeah, I am so jealous because we don't have a daily paper anymore, a daily local paper. Oh no! Yeah, I it, it, our local paper is the Oregonian, and it it um it it you know I had the daily paper forever. Mm-hmm. I love the daily paper, and it is no longer a daily. It is daily online, and you know there's good reporting and all of that, but the paper version doesn't come every day, and oh, I miss it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you have it there. There is something special about having a newspaper sitting around. Like you said, everyone interacts with it differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it's so great. Uh, and it's it's wonderful. And I would be remiss if I did not just say out loud that a subscription to your local newspaper is one of the best things that anyone can do for democracy mm-hmm. and just for, you know, like a, 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 a well-functioning city, region, town. So, yep. you know, friends, subscribe to your local paper. It is a very, very good thing. Yes, indeed. That is so, so cool. And Casey's awesome lovely? for doing I that. I know. Mm-hmm. So lovely. Yeah. Just like I wanted to cry. All right, <laughs> Asha. Well, before I move into tears, I'm, you know, just sitting here holding my crystal and looking at your little <laughs> face icon on the screen. So why don't we wrap this up? <laughs> okay. And tell me what your next edit is this episode. All right. So it's pretty straightforward, but I think you're going to enjoy it, folks. And that is, first of all, identify one of your small comforts. So just, you know, take a moment and think about it. And the next time you use this thing or wear it or whatever, I want you to do just just bear with me here. I want you once you're holding this thing or using it, just pause and Take maybe two or three deep breaths and just notice how good it feels and how much you love this thing. If you're really feeling moved, maybe you might even say thank you to this thing. But just notice that, you know, you have this little thing in your life and um, and you're happy for it. And it's just a it's just a good little moment. I love that. It's very meditative. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. No, it is. I, I I did that the other day with my coffee mug. I was like, 
I love this coffee mug. I was standing there at, you know, 6 a.m. saying, I love this coffee mug, but it felt good to say it. That's good. All right. Well, yeah, that's what a perfect about segue. I have a very, very specific thing, and it's for coffee drinkers. <laughs> and it's something that I've been, weirdly, I've been talking a lot about this very thing in Instagram stories, and everybody's like, yeah. So I, I want to just say it here. If you like coffee in the morning, set your coffee maker up the night before. This is the world's smallest action, but every morning when I have remembered to do this, I just feel happy to just go boop and turn it on. And then the mornings that I forget, or the the morning after, if I forget to do it, I feel like super sad, even though, (laughs) like, it's literally think of the like, wah, wah, your face. Like, I'm super Uh sad if I haven't done it. So um, it's such a small thing and it brings so much joy. Trust me. I know you oh, know this. You I, do it. Yeah. I do it too. Let me tell you. It's like now there's like a whole thing with my husband. Did you set up the coffee? No. Did you set up the coffee? Oh, believe me. I know the pleasures of setting up the coffee the night before. And then you set out your favorite mug and it's just sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> and you think you'll now make I'm it for picture, the day. I did. Now I'm going to picture you like poking the little button on your coffee machine going boop. <laughs> yeah. Actual, actual footage. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. This was really fun to talk about. I really hope it was just as fun to listen to because it's really fun talking about this stuff. All right, friends. Well, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we love chatting with you online. This week, we'd like to know what is your favorite small comfort right now? Bonus, maybe share a picture if you're feeling up to it. Mm, Hop over that to would Facebook. be nice. Yeah, right? Hop over mm-hmm. to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.